you for joining us for Changing Your Life with the Word with Deborah Elam. Join us for an inspiring message from Deborah. Well, the title of my message is, It's Not Over. Repeat that after me. It's not over. It may seem like it, it may look like it, it may appear like it, but it's not over. And we're going to start reading in Genesis 17 and 1, and we're going to go from the first verse to the fifth verse. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai. The almighty God. Oh, when God comes in, when God is speaking, you know that something's getting ready to change. When he gives you his name and who he is and what he's getting ready to do, he's saying, I am almighty. There is nothing impossible with me. Glory to God. He says, serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. Serve me and live a holy life. Serve me and live a peaceful life. Serve me and leave an abundant life. But serve me. I will make a covenant with you by which I guarantee to give you countless descendants. Now Abraham is 99 years old. Maybe 10 descendants before him that might have been possible when people lived 800 and 900 years and they didn't start having children until they were 100. But things changed after the flood. You know, people have a way of messing up stuff. And because of the sins of man, dating back to Adam, the sin continued in some people, and most were sinful. But God said, I will make a covenant with you because I have judged you blameless. And I have judged you upright. And I have guaranteed to give you countless, innumerable descendants. This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. One more, I'm changing your name. It will no longer be Abram, the exalted father. Instead, you will be called Abraham. For you will be the father of many nations. Now when Abram was changed to Abraham, something went off in his mind. Something started to change within him. This was the God of the universe speaking to a prophet. The prophet being prophesied to. Now what happens when you need a word? What happens when there's nobody there to give you an encouraging word from the Lord? You prophesy the word of sin. Prophesy over yourself. Prophesy that you are the righteousness of God and that by Christ Jesus. Prophesy that you're holy. You're blameless before the Lord. Prophesy over yourself. Prophesy over your finances that I have more than enough then my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Prophesy to yourself. And his name was changed to Abraham. Not a nickname. You know how we have those little nicknames like Bill for William and Deb for Deborah. And then he said, no, I'm changing your whole name. I'm making a statement within you. 
I want you to know who you really are in me. What I've called you to do. What I've called you to be. Who you are to the people that I have called you to. Prophesy. And in Genesis 17 and 15, And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, you should not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name. Her name shall be Sarah, my princess. God changed his name and changed her name for a purpose. And he said, Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed. He laughed at what God has said. He is 99 years old. And God has just told him he's going to be the father of many nations. And he said in his heart, shall a child be born unto a man that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear? What was he saying? At this time, I'm 99. And that means that by the time the child will come, I will be 100 years old. And he laughed at impossibility. Could it be after all these years? He said, well, when I was 86, I had Ishmael. There was nothing wrong with me. Absolutely nothing. So where was the problem? Because he could bear it 86. It had to be with Sarah. Have you ever had people pointing at you and say, you're the problem? You are the problem. Not me, but you. <laughs> Sometimes we have to take what people say and put it on a shelf. Sometimes we have to take what people say and put it in the garbage can of life. Sometimes we have to take what people say and say, could it be true or could it be not true? Whatever the answer may be for you at this point of your life, in this time of your life, you have to know that God says it's not over. It is not over. Yes, the problem was with Sarah. The problem was with Sarah. Everybody knew the problem was with Sarah. Everybody knew. Her neighbors knew. Her servants knew. Everybody knew. Even Sarah knew. She was the problem. You know, in the age of everything instant, we put the popcorn in the microwave and we can't even wait four to five minutes for it to come out. You know, when we text, we can't all the way for people to give us an answer back. And in social media, we get news instant, instant news. If you want to find out anything around the world, just go to social media. You know, they perfected everything instant, but instant potatoes. I don't know why that is. I mean, <laughs> instant potatoes, they still got to work on instant potatoes. They still got that right. With God Almighty, you don't get anything instant. You'll learn that you don't get anything instant. You only get suddenly, waits, and no. With God, you only get suddenly, 
wait and know. All this time, when he was 99 years old, Abraham had been waiting on a son. Waiting on the, the, the one that God promised would be his heir. And it took a long time in the natural. But suddenly, you know, in 2 Peter 3, let's go there, 2 Peter 3 and 8, it says, but, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. See why God don't have to get in a hurry? He's got all eternity. But since we're in time, because of his mercy, his love, and his grace, and his timing of things, he steps in right on time. Right on time. And in Genesis 18 and 1 through 9, and the Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mary. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. And he looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. It was the hour of his visitation. My Lord, he said, if it please you, stop here for a while. He's talking to the Lord of hosts in the midst and two angels. He said, stop by my tent for a while. Well, he lived in a tent, but he was very wealthy. He said, rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you as you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran. This is a 99-year-old man. He ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of your best flour, kneel it into dough, and bake some bread. And then Abraham ran. A 99-year-old, he ran to the herd to choose a tender calf and gave it to his servant who quickly prepared it. So my question to you right now, when are you going to run? When are you going to be in a hurry for the things of God? When are you going to be about the Father's business? There's nothing to stop you but you. You got to be in a hurry when it comes to the things of God. You got to be in a hurry when it comes about reading his word. You got to be in a hurry when it comes about ministering to people that are dying and hurting and sick. You got to be in a hurry. You know, back then, time was longer when people lived 200 years, 300 years, 400 years, 600 years, and before the flood, like eight, 900 years, all that happened. Something's happened in the natural because something happened in the spirit. Something's happening. Time is winding up. We can wake up in the morning and before we know it, it's night. We celebrated Christmas a few months ago and before we know it, it'll be Christmas again. Time is winding up. We don't have all the time that we had before like our ancestors. We don't have that kind of time no more. 
Because the days are getting shorter. Oh, yeah, we have eight hours in a day. There's an acceleration process happening because Jesus is soon to return. You've got to be in a hurry. You've got to be about the Father's business. But it's not over. And then in Genesis 18, 9 and 14, the Lord asked, where is Sarah, your wife? They wanted to know the Lord God and the two angels. Want to know where is Sarah at? They knew where she was at. But they said, Where is she? Where was she at? And she's inside the tent, Abram replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. He said it with emphasis. He wanted to make sure she heard. But she was already at the tent door listening. See, you got to be careful when you're at the tent door listening. You may overhear something you don't want to hear. you got to be careful when you're at a place where the enemy's trying to speak to you. You're at the tent door. And you got to be careful what you overhear. It said the word of God to be careful how you hear. Be careful how you hear. Who's speaking in your ear? Who has your ear? Who has your attention? Who has your focus? If it's not of the Lord, you got to be careful how close you come to the door. Maybe you need to be in the back of the tent. Maybe you need to be busy working, but don't be at the tent door when the enemy's hovering and waiting to give you the wrong answer, to tell you that it's over. He looks at the door. Hallelujah. But God stands at the door and he knocks. He said, let me in. But the enemy, he stands at the door and then he waits for a little entrance and he kicks the door on in. And when he kicks the door on in, he ain't coming Hallelujah. They bring you no bread. He ain't coming to bring you no gifts. He, oh, he's coming to destroy something. He's coming to tear up something. He's coming to overtake something. He's coming to change something that what God says to something what he says. Be careful how you hear. Be careful how you hear. Be careful how you hear. Why am I saying that? What's real and what's not real? Don't have a mixture. Don't stand too close at the tent door. (laughs) Hallelujah. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. And Abraham and Sarah were both very old at this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman be careful what you say? And be careful how you hear. She called herself a worn-out woman, an old woman. Like for me, enjoy such pleasure, especially with my master. Now she's going to prophesy over Abraham. It's old also. She prophesied over herself that this is never going to happen, that it's over. Now she's going to prophesy over Abraham that it's over. It's over. It's over. It's shut down. There's no way, no how, no way this can happen. Forget it. And she started laughing. But the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Sometimes we laugh at the wrong thing. The word of God said, it's a time to laugh and a time to cry. You got to know which to do and what time to do. When the Lord is speaking about you, it's no time to laugh but the laugh of faith. Any other laugh is of the enemy and she laughed at the promises of God why did she say can an old woman like me have a baby and this is what I want you to take with you from this message is anything 
too hard for the Lord? Is there anything in your life too hard for the Lord? Nothing is too hard for God when it's part of his will and his plan. When it's part of God's will, a lot of times we want stuff, but it's not God's plan. It's not God's will. It's not God's desire, but we want it. You know, you can get in a lot of trouble when you get something that God don't want you to have. A lot of trouble. A lot of trouble when you get something out of season and something God don't want you to have. You're in for a fall. But when it's in the will of God, you got to stretch your face way out there and pull it in by faith. It's not over. Repeat me. Say, it's not over. Said the promises God has for me is not over. Hallelujah. Go with me to Hebrews 11. And I'm about to wrap this up. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 and 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So at first she started laughing in disbelief. But her laughter turned into belief. You know, she named him Isaac because Isaac means laughter. Because God had given the promise. Hallelujah. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. It don't matter what your situation looks like. It can be good as dead, but it's not dead. See, the thing is not dead. And even if it was dead, God, he can resurrect. Hallelujah. See, God is in the business of resurrecting stuff. If you think your marriage is hopeless, God can resurrect something that's dead. If you think your finances, there may not be but two pennies in the bank, God can resurrect your finances. God can put money. God can move money. You know, I've heard of people, God just supernaturally put money in their account. Can you believe that? There is nothing impossible with God. Can you believe God can restore organs? Can you believe limbs can grow out? Hallelujah. God's still doing it. He's called blind eyes to be open. He's called the lame to walk and leap like deer. He's called new kidneys and new spleens and new hearts and new livers and new brain cells. Oh, God can do it. Hallelujah. The water to be made into wine. Did you know Jesus did all that? Do you know people are still doing the miracles today? The same word that God spoke to Abraham, that word got so in him that it went through every generation. Not one person missed the appointed time. When God spoke to Abraham, you're going to have a son and you're going to be the father of many nations. That same word went through Abraham and we not miss one generation after generation after generation after generation. He said it'd be innumerable. You won't be able to count what I have said. He made sure that the seed did not abort. He made sure that whatever the enemy planned, that the parents of God cannot be aborted. He made sure that what he said would come to pass because all he needed was one man and one woman and one child and one boy and one girl to believe what he said and then put it into motion. You know, faith without works is dead. Abraham and Sarah had to get busy. 
Oh, yeah, they could have just looked at each other. Oh, you hear what God said? Did you? Oh, yeah, I hear what God said. You know, he said we're going to have a child. Oh, yeah, I heard it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, he said we're going to have a child. He said we're going to have a child. And they could be looking at each other, talking about it, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Until they put it in motion, until they did something about it, it didn't happen. So faith without work is dead. Hallelujah. No, it's not over. God is just beginning. Hallelujah. What he said in the beginning it will perform what he said through all eternity. God said it's not over. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If this message has been encouraging and a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe. And thank you for your generous financial support.